Hey, this is Jennifer Tribe of Avic Networks. I'm the host of Avic's podcast, Frankly MSP, where we talk about how to boost productivity, efficiency, and profitability in your service provider business. But today, Avic's excited to be part of Tub Talk, and we have a special offer for you later in the show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners with our featured conversation with Richard Tubb and Steve Duckworth of Harmony PSA. My name is Jeff Nicholson, and this podcast is all about helping you grow your IT business. In this episode, Richard talks with Steve Duckworth, the founder of Harmony PSA. Steve has worked in IT for many years, building management systems for banks, as well as working as general manager for a resource planning system seller. You'll hear how the Harmony software can help MSP sell more and the four different ways to do that and how it's unique in the world of PSA tools by allowing customers to pick and choose what they use. This episode was recorded via a video call between Richard and Steve at Harmony's office in Wimbledon, London, UK. And now, without further ado, here's Richard Tubb talking with Steve Duckworth. Harmony, where did it begin? Uh, so the company, Logic has been around for nearly 10 years. Uh, the year before that, I worked for a company called Solosoft as a UK general manager, uh, which was a, Solosoft was a seller of ERP systems, and it was a roll-up of a roll-up of a roll-up. So we had 27 products, um, two and a half thousand customers that hated us, almost to a man, um, and uh, six offices, a sales force that was on the road all the time never came to the office uh, it's quite a hard business to get your hands around and at that point we started to think about needing an order management system needing to know the terms and conditions that the salesman were discussing we used Salesforce um, for call reports etc but as soon as you get near to a sale people don't update that system anymore and then suddenly an order comes through and it's got the wrong pricing on or it's got terms given away. And it was really about getting control of the, of the mobile sales force. But we discussed uh, developing an order management system. And so Harmony actually started its life because before we got that finished or really, really seriously begun, uh, I left and set up this business with Steve Powell, business partner. And we didn't touch this for about a year. We kind of had to get the company going, develop, some, you know, use, uh, earn some money. Um, we come from investment banking technology, and so we had a lot of contacts in banks, and we built systems for banks. Um, we built a number of systems in our life. And uh, so we did that for a while. We did another project, um, and then... Probably about three years in, we came back to this topic and looked around again. Still couldn't see anything that was kind of doing that. So Harmony originally was not designed for MSPs. Harmony was designed for ISVs. And it was designed as an order management, order processing system with uh, timesheets and billing. But the experience back with Solosoft had taught me about all the other kinds of contracts that you need to be able to model. 
and Harmony has a very rich and powerful product engine at its core, so that's where we started. And that product engine can now sell in four major ways, transactionally recurring, prepayment and consumption. But against those four majors and the subclasses, you can, there's an infinite variation. Um, everything is configurable. And if we just talk about those four different yeah. types of transaction for anybody unfamiliar with them. So I think most of the listeners to this uh, podcast will be familiar with recurring revenue. Um, perhaps explain the other three types of... Uh, so transactionally, let's say time, or you sell a server, or you sell just one off, it generates a, a, an invoice. Um, you can either link those to a project and deliver it as a project, or you can just deliver it directly. Um, generally, if it has time on it, you need to deliver it via a project. Uh, prepayment, so of, often called blockhouse contracts, but in Harmony, when we developed it, uh, we didn't we didn't limit it to blockhouse. So Harmony's prepayment contracts can be denominated in hours, they can be denominated in cash, or in tokens. So we have token uh, based blockout or token based prepayment. Uh, obviously, cash you can relate cash to a kit fund. You can also look expenses against pre cash prepayment. So it's a very flexible model, uh, and it's those three choices can all be applied to the same customer. So it's not a it's not an entry point decision you have to make. You can decide to do it tomorrow a different way. Yeah. So if a customer comes on board, recurring, and then decides they want to fall back to um, prepayment block hours, they can do that. Yeah. Uh, and consumption is an interesting one. So consumption billing allows you, for instance, device-based billing, and we automate device-based billing. So you can bring in the devices from your RMM into Harmony and then run a device-based billing uh, run that'll query all the contracts, um, count all the devices, and then automate all the uh, all the invoice lines. Uh, our, our consumption model have what we call fill up or look up pricing. So you can either use the volume to look up a price point or you can sell different bands which you have to fill the first band before you get the second band, etc. And you can put in dead bands as well. So you can model mobile phone contract very quickly in Harmony. And uh, yeah, so those are the three four ways to sell. And where did the the idea to fundamentally start off, you know, with that model, which is I'm, they're going to say different to to other professional service automation tools out there, or other um, help desk tools or ticketing tools? Where did the decision come from to to start off with that model, as opposed to um, what I see in, with with other tools is they try to retroactively um, put those sort of models in place. It, it was because we were targeting ISVs and we couldn't see a system on the market that would both automate all the contract management activity, control the sales process and project delivery. Couldn't see that in any one place. Still not sure there really is a competitor that, that has the flexibility we have anywhere. Uh, and our launch customer was SolarSoft, so I, I, I didn't fall out with them when I left. And uh, talked to them about it, they were still struggling with that problem. And they'd grown by then to six divisions in uh, four countries. So when we started the project, uh, we started it multi-currency, we started, started it multi-legal entity from day one, which is much easier to do at the beginning than it is later on to fix Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And 
we didn't we didn't put the service desk in until quite late on, um, because as often happens with a project, your our first customer wasn't wasn't Soasoft. Our first customer was an MSP, was a division of uh, K3, and they bought it for contract management because they had eighteen hundred contracts and were on spreadsheets, and they were in a bit of a mess with it, and. Uh, they used it for contract management and then they wanted to add the service test because they wanted the relationship between the service ticket and the contracts. And so we, we wrote that as part sponsored development work for them. Um, but we had the platform already and we were able to learn from the weaknesses of a lot of other platforms. Um, so by adding the service desk later on, I think it's given us a much stronger platform for service desk. Um, it's not in the core. In the, if you, if you uh, illustrated harmony in a, in a circle diagram, in the middle of that circle, you would put your contract. So everything you do has a relationship to the contract you're under and how it's built and how it's measured. And that model, that art, business architecture, has proven very extensible and very powerful. Um, you don't really maintain harmony as such. You do work, and doing work maintains harmony. So there's no there's no non-essential keystrokes. You're actually just doing what you do all day. Yeah. Um, and harmony is doing its best to keep the score and automate billing events, things like that. Which is an intriguing approach to me because, and again, I don't want to turn this into a direct comparison between harmony and other tools uh, on the market. You know, but. One common complaint or grumble from uh, managed service providers is that when they adopt other tools, that they have to adopt the tools methodology. They, um, the tools say to them, this is the way that you should use our tool. If I'm hearing you right, and if I'm, I'm seeing things correctly, with Harmony, you, you, it's not really that same approach. You're basically saying, let us know how you run the business and, and, and Harmony adopts. Yeah. Uh, adopts to you. <clears throat> I think that's our other key design principle is flexibility. So we won't version the code for anybody, um, but we put an immense amount of effort into configurability. And so often when we talk to customers and they'll ask us a question, the answer is, well, there's three ways of doing it. I mean, it's, it's a very common answer. Uh, simply because, well, we've never run an MSP. I wouldn't dare to tell an MSP how to run their business. But what we want to be able to do is give them a platform that allows them to model their business and change that model uh, tomorrow and not need to replace the software. Yeah. I and mean, what we see, and we talk, obviously we talk to customers and prospects every day, um, is, is after years and years of very stable break-fix work, the whole market is changing really dramatically and very quickly. And the emergences of non-landed, non-local specialist MSPs attacking you know, financial services or healthcare verticals and you know, acquiring other MSPs being larger. Uh, it, these are all trends that we see and because we designed the software originally for software companies that already have that, that, that behavioural model, uh, we've 
really, uh, I think, quite accidentally ended up with a model that's very extensible for tomorrow's MSPs. Yeah. Let's talk practical as well. In terms of the uh, the software itself, is it cloud hosted? Is it um, on site? Is it a hybrid? What does the product look like for MSPs? Uh, you can have it on site, or you can have it on premise, or you can have it in the cloud. It's the, the cheapest way of doing it is in the cloud because that's all fully automated from our DevOps. Uh, on premise, there's a little more manual work we need for minting security keys and for patching and things like that. Uh, but again, we, we want to give clients options. We always host in country and we're not a multi-tenant solution. We're a, we're a dedicated VM per customer. So the risks of sort of data breaches and things like that are not there. Um, so often people will approach us because they want an on-premise solution. They don't like the software in multi-tenant environments and or they have you know, government contracts that mean they need to know where their data is and they need it to be in country. Um, and sometimes we will start in the cloud and then move on premise. So until they get, get up and running, they don't really need to pay the extra premium. And we're very flexible with that. We will start them with a, with a cloud model. And as long as you know they continue with the commitment, we'll flip it when they're ready. And what type of uh, specifically managed service providers uh, have uh, taken up the Harmony service? What, do your, what does your customer base look like at the moment? We're, we're not a solution that suits very small businesses. Um, it's a big piece of software. And it's probably, if you're starting out, it's probably more software than you need. Um, so our typical customer, our average customer is about 35 users, uh, which is quite a high average for MSPs. Um, and our minimum order is 10 users. But the software is designed really, I mean, we've automated a lot of this, but software is, is designed for, a, um, for different functions and, and for handoff between the functions. So it has a sales, input, a sales zone, an operations zone, and a, and a finance zone. Um, yeah. It's quite an unusual menu system. Um, it's... It has a tasks menu which is driven by the things Harmony expects you to do. Okay, uh, can you give an example of that? Uh, well, you know, approvals will be will sit together under one menu item. They won't be scattered about. So there are there are things that come to you to do because Harmony's workflow expect you know needs you to progress it to the next stage, and those will sit in the task menu. And every of the, all the three zones have those task menus. Then you have activity menus where you find things, um, and then a resources menu where, where the static list exists for customers and the suppliers, etc. So it's a kind of a, a differently structured menu from you know, the top level menu being purchase orders or sales orders. It's much more about how the, how the, how the business operates, yeah. uh, and it gives you quite a clean look. Yeah. We also hide menus that you're not allowed to see, uh, or you're not allowed to contribute to. So for base users, it's a very simple menu structure. Yeah, you're removing the options that they don't need to see or, or shouldn't get themselves into trouble by seeing in the first place, yeah. I'm also intrigued, Steve, you've, um, you, you've got a background in working in the finance uh, industry, um, digital and IT for the finance industry, and I think that's reflected in um, Harmony as well. You've uh, talked about the product being uh, multi-currency, uh, multilingual. Tell me a little bit more about that, because I think that is a, that is a game changer. 
we, we support every multi you can imagine. I'm <laughs> um, as I say, we were multi, multi-currency at the beginning. Um, we store every financial transaction in three currencies, which is the transaction currency, the legal entity accounting currency, and a third consolidation currency. So we're a real-time consolidation engine as well. Um, Our multi-legal entity build allows you, has the tax rules in it, has your account codes in it, has its own finance interface. So you can run a multinational group in a single instance of Harmony. And the two things that sit outside the legal entity canister are projects and customers. So whoever secures the order, that's the legal entity that owns the work, but other people in the instance can work on that. And Harmony will do the transfer pricing transactions for you in the background. So that's going to be of interest to um, perhaps MSPs who are on the merger and acquisition trail. Um, That's one thing that springs to mind if they're buying. And I'm seeing a growing trend of this sort of um, um, MSPs buying um, other IT companies in other countries. So in that scenario, what would it look like if somebody was using Harmony? Presumably it's going to make it a lot easier to... Yeah, it's, it's it's a single instance model. Um, if, if you're running through many different countries uh, then and the people in country A work on a project country B, their timesheet back, backing, etc., will be the original on the invoice, even though they work for a different legal entity. But there's the secondary billing element that, that transfers their price and gets the cost back into the first company. It does the same with expenses. So the expenses are fully intercompany. But the original expense receipts will appear on the main invoice of the customer, so the customer doesn't know where the person is working. So it's <clears throat> deliberately designed to do that because what you have with multi-company builds is you get the transfer price on as the cost on the invoice, which is wrong at the right rates. You know, there, there can be a lot of mess with that stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, the, the competitors that do that, they tend to make you take their own accounting system so you're not only buying a PSA, but you're also buying an accounting system, which makes the project much more expensive. Uh, we don't we don't have an accounting system, so we will interface with different accounting systems with different legal entities in, in a single instance, and they can run their accounting at different paces and things like that. It, it's even with different account codes, because yeah. the account code model is, is sitting inside the legal entity. Different oh. working hours, all that kind of stuff. Like to talk more about integrations in a minute. We've, we've just touched on that with accounting specifically, and you've also mentioned RMM tools. But I'm intrigued from from the multilingual uh, perspective. Um, share a bit more about that because, as I understand it, um, it's not just multi, it, it's multilingual throughout the product. It's not just uh, yes. We we did the multilingual uh, multilingual work a year and a bit ago uh, to support our German resellers. Uh, we it was about 25,000 code changes, but we did it properly so that now we can add a language pack in about a week. Um, every tag is abstracted. And Harmony is a multi-culture system as well. It, it, it leans on the Microsoft culture settings in the browser. Um, and if you, so if you log into any production Harmony out there with a German culture setting in your browser, Harmony is in German. So because and when you say Harmony is in German, all of it's in German. The entire system. Yeah. The entire system. Yeah. 
including the uh, PDFs and everything. It's all translated. Uh, as you said, the, the uh, Harmony's products are self-describing, uh, which means they understand their accounting behaviours and they understand their renewal behaviours. They're, they're quite big objects. Um, our orders and quotes are describe those behaviours. So it's designed for single point execution with all the detail around how that product behaves, how, you know, whether the price is going to be indexed, when it's going to be indexed, when it's going to be billed, all those kind of things are all actually embodied in notes on the quote and order uh, because they come from that product. Yeah. Harmony is multi-currency at an order level. You can, everything you sell in Harmony, you can sell in any currency you like, but also associated with one item on the sales line, you can have any number of items on of purchases associated with that one line in any currency from any suppliers uh, brought off the brought automatically off the price list, but then modified after sale so that you don't you're not set in stone once you once the order is signed, you can then go back and revisit the suppliers, you can change suppliers, you can change pricing, you can do all kinds of things. So we try to support real-world flexibility in the business process, not lock things in. Mm. Um, the Harmony is also multi-time zone. So we support uh, overnight time zones. So you can have a subsidiary or you can outsource to a company you know, in India. And the Harmony's ticket SLAs understand the time zone. It's... it's uh, so it's multi-culture, multi-time zone, multi-sales jurisdiction, multi-currency, multi-legal entity. Um, you can run quite a sophisticated business using it. Impressive stuff. You, you're entering what is a market, uh, the PSA market, that's dominated by a couple of major players, um, uh, probably worldwide, it's fair to say. Let's, let's exclude Europe from that for the most part. I think, you know, um, we're talking about Autotask, we're talking about ConnectWise, there are other players out there. How would you give an elevated pitch, dare I say, to somebody who was saying, okay, I'm aware of Autotask, I'm aware of ConnectWise, what does Harmony bring to the table that's different? How would you describe Harmony to people who are already aware of other PSA tools? Harmony is... <clears throat> Harmony's business architecture puts your contract at the centre of everything you do. That business architecture is, is very powerful for analysing profitability, for uh, moving your business into the cloud where you rely on contracts much more than break fix. Uh, the, the two major vendors in the market, um, they're a tremendous piece of software. Any, anybody that plays in this market has to write a very good piece of software. But they've been around for a while and they started when the model was really you wait for something to break and then you go and fix it. And that's what they do best. Increasingly, with more RMM uh, automation, you don't wait for things to break to fix them. So how do you make money avoiding things breaking? Um, so if you're looking at incident-based billing, so a bill for incidents rather than things breaking, but an incident that gets avoided, uh, in Harmony, you can run an incident billing model against a fund with no timesheet bookings. You can price the incident. You can classify that pricing. Uh, with the other systems, because they were built at the time when everything needed people's hands to fix it, you need a timesheet booking. 
So you can avoid these fake timesheet bookings, which are a bit annoying um, with instant-based billing. But also with our consumption billing models, you can now move into device-based billing and we can fully automate the device-based billing. So where we see MSPs going is away from break-fix into prepayment, then into incident-based billing, and then into device-based billing. And we support the whole spectrum. So we've written software for where we believe the industry is moving rather than where the industry was. Understood. Let's move on and talk about integrations a little bit then. We've already touched upon um, accountancy um, uh, tools. We've already touched upon RMM, remote monitoring and maintenance tools. What does Harmony's integration look like at the moment into the, I'm not asking you to list all the integrations, Steve would be, be here all day, but what does it look like for the main tools that are out there on the market that MSPs are using? Yeah, we have a very good, uh, probably the best integration with uh, SolarWinds MSP. Um, on the market. Pause, start again. Uh, we're getting to the other independent vendors this year. Uh, we have a program where we're working with Ninja already on, on their, their integration. That's uh, MSP Ninja. Yep. Yes. Um, the one we're releasing uh, in June is BlueSnap. So BlueSnap will automate your collections process and your payments. And in fact, as part of that, we've also got the, um, the BAX interface built as well. Now, the way we do these things is, is using as, as much configuration as possible. So again, Arm is all about flexibility. It's all about localization without us needing to make code changes. In, in Harmony, you can run multiple RMMs into a single instance. Um, you can configure a lot of that yourself uh, if you want to. The, there are some done as APIs, some are done simply with, um, with configuration and str a strong parsing engine and a, and a completely flexible notification rules engine. So the thought process is really to, to give MSPs a platform that they can work with, they can code to. We have a RESTful interface, you can write your own code into the system. You can post data, you can pull data out, you can take data into a cloud uh, MIS platform if you want. You can do all this yourself. So it's it's kind of modern, open, open thinking in the software. Talk to me a bit more about the uh, email parser that you've got there. And I know there's going to be lots of MSPs listening to this and their ears uh, prick up at the, uh, the idea of a, a really strong email parser. I know Harmony does have a strong email parser. Tell me a bit more about it. Uh, yeah, so you can, so we have automated routing rules. I mean, one of the, one of the differences is in Harmony, you can have, first of all, as many support mailboxes as you want. We don't, we don't tend to artificially limit anything where possible. Um, every main object has up to 60 custom fields, and those custom fields are not just simple data lookups. They can be multi-select, they can be referential. So that it's quite a rich uh, data model. You can build your own asset database in Harmony, designed the way you want to see it, with this, again, up to 60 fields. Assets sit in subclasses, they can be dependent, into, they can be hierarchical. It's, it's quite a rich build, but it's more about the way you see your asset database. You can use it for physical assets, you can use it for soft assets, you can mix the two, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, so the email parser has to understand 
how to limit things, what we, how to root things. What we have very good. Stop, stop it. Uh, so an example in the email parser, you you can write regex expressions in the routing rules. It'll pluck data off any inbound email. You can do integration with any regular email service you're integrating with yourself. You don't need us to do that. Uh, what we had with the RMM APIs are a much stronger asset asset building uh, and asset list that you can up you can. Uh, triage and then, and then accept into your database uh, in a very safe manner. Um, I tried. <laughs> That's all right. Ross, if you, uh, but if you listen to this, I know you are listening to this, well, I should hope you are. Um, if we can edit out as much of the uh, ambulances going past, yeah. and Steve has been very good so far. He's paused every time it's got a little bit too loud. So uh, there we go. But where were we were talking about um, the email parser. Perhaps give some more examples of the email parser. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so in addition to setting up dedicated mailboxes, you can then auto-root using plucking words out of the email. So you can say if this email mentions this product or this type or this client name, you can write those rules and route, route the uh, emails to specific people. Uh, you can also uh, design notifications based on those uh, rules and notify it. And, and we do uh, Zapier integration. So using Zapier, you can turn, turn those into SMSs as well. So again, this is, this is a, a platform for how you want to work as a business rather than accepting the way we want you to work. We won't tell you how to do your business at all. Your CEO of the business, um, uh, 10 years now you've been uh, running the business. You originally founded it um, alongside Steve Powell. Um, what's Steve Powell's role within the business? Well, he's the CTO, so he runs the development team yeah. and, and, and the application architecture. And what does the business look like in terms of um, number of staff? We're, we're here in Wimbledon today, um, uh, you can, a very busy part of London, as you can uh, probably tell. You're just about to move into bigger offices, so I presume the team's growing at the moment. Yes, we've, we've run Harmony under Datalogic Solutions uh, as a business umbrella for well, the seven years we've been working the problem. We are, at the end of this month, demerging the business. So we will have Harmony Business Systems. We'll take over the operation of Harmony as a, as a business line. Um, and both businesses will be moving into uh, new larger offices in two weeks' time. Um, the demerger allows us to, for the first time, take investment. We're a bootstrap business. We've, we've self-funded all the way through, by, mostly by doing development work for investment banking. Um, but we've come to the point now that we, we want to focus on, on Harmony and develop it as a business and grow it strongly. For that, you need investment. So, so for that we're demerging it, and it's um, not talk about understand. Absolutely, and yeah. so um, one of the big pieces of news that's um, are coming out, a very well known uh, face and name within the IT industry, Alistair Forbes, is going to be joining you as chairman. Um, tell me more about the move there, and what, what does that mean for Harmony Business Systems? I think it's it's a very exciting development. Uh, Alistair's not only joining us as our chairman, uh, he's also investing in the business. And he's, he's, 
he sees strong, strong growth potential. He's reinforcing our marketing team and we are, we are actually for the first time having a marketing team because we've spent almost no money at all on, on marketing. Um, we get a lot of inbound leads as it is, um, but we hope to grow that side of the business and um, yeah, grow our footprint in this market. So hopefully uh, a, a number of more MSPs are going to uh, uh, have been knocking on your door as a, as a result of listening to this. I'd certainly encourage anybody listening to this to check out Harmony uh, and to see the, uh, the different approach you take towards running a PSA tool. What's next for Harmony? You've got the new offices coming up. You've got a new chairman and investor coming on board. Where do you see the business going over the next 18 months to three years? We will take on, so we have a reseller in Germany and we have customers in Germany. We will take on a uh, on Australian reseller. We've already agreed that with them. And we get a fair number of leads from Australia and New Zealand, but it's quite hard to close them because of the time zone shift. Um, so we will stop. Yeah, we have quite a lot of leads from Australia and New Zealand, but it's hard to close them because of the time zone difference. So we, we need an Australian uh, reseller and we've agreed terms with that. So that I would think would be announced probably in the next couple of months. Um, I would think in the new year, we will open an office in the US. Uh, it's where the big market is and there's a lot of demand there. And again, even though we have customers in California, um, it's quite hard to close them. It's quite hard even to engage with them because of the significant time zone difference. Yeah. I mean, we have, Customers now in 14 countries and six continents um, from New Zealand to California, but um, running all that from London, a little bit tough. Yeah. Well, in Alistair, you've certainly got somebody who is used to growing a business, uh, a multinational business here, so uh, it's going to be intriguing to see where things go. Um, on, a, on a personal level, if, if I can ask, um, what it, would you say is still true today? that was true 10 years ago in the IT industry? What's something that's not changed for you over the last 10 years? It's not got any easier, I don't think. Um, de developing... Stop and I'll answer that again. Um, we started out, as I say, developing software for banks. Um, we try to develop software which is fast, but also very, very flexible. And in my earlier career with Barclays, that was the same thing. It's, it's about responding to user needs without change, allowing the platform to be configurable, the data models to be flexible enough that people can ask for things and you can turn them around very quickly. And or you can do it yourself. And that's that thinking is absolutely in Harmony's DNA. Uh, you can you can query the database yourself in Harmony. We uh, early this year we launched Kanban boards across the whole application, not simply in Service Desk. And our Kanban boards are as unlimited as you need them to be. Um, you can design your own views, you don't only get two or three. We give you 70 columns out of the box, but you can delete all ours. Uh, I think the first tool in this market to put Kanban thinking into finance 
So it identifies things you need to do. It identifies where people haven't done their work. And these queries can all be edited by the customers. So we don't close anything down. In fact, the other way, we're giving you a starting point, a launch point for you to decide how you want to look at your data, how you want to manage your finance processes, how you want to manage your sales processes. Mm-hmm. It's all in the... But in order to help people understand how to do that, we give them a lot of views already. Um, and then you can edit away from that. Steve, let's talk about pricing for a minute. Um, we don't have to talk specifics in, in dollars and pounds and things, but what does the pricing structure look like? Is um, Harmony sold on a modular basis? Is it um, flat fee? What does it look like? So we have a dislike for what I would call salami slice pricing, where you have a, a price to attract to, attract people to a website and then what they find is they have to pay the most expensive price in order to get the one key feature that actually works. Uh, Harmony, we don't do that. We have one version. By Harmony, you get all the functionality that we have forever for that price. And what you use is up to you. But Harmony is a single database, so there's no acquired software in there. It's one database, it's one model. It does the entire cycle from campaign management all the way through the collections and, and accounting. So you decide which pieces you want to use, but we don't do version pricing. And when we roll out new functionality, you'll get upgraded. We won't charge you any more money. We want our customers to use the best functionality they can. And generally, our pricing compares to the lower edition pricing or is lower than the lower edition pricing of our main competitors. Well, Steve, I'm very grateful for your time today. Um, it's great to come and visit you here in uh, South Wimbledon on a beautiful sunny day in London. Um, uh, or the one day of summer that we're probably going to have this year in the UK. Um, my gut feeling, Steve, is that um, we're going to look back at this interview in a few years' time as the starting place for something really big uh, for Harmony as a company. So I wish you all the very best. Um, just as we close off, if anybody wants to find out more about Harmony or indeed get in touch with you directly, how would they do that? Uh, just go on our website, harmony, uh, harmonypsa.com, and uh, fill in a form. I'll be very happy to speak to you. Fantastic. Well, thanks for your time today, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners. You can find the show notes and bonus content for this interview, along with dozens of other interviews with IT business leaders over at www.tubblog.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show over at iTunes. Every review helps us reach new listeners and helps raise the bar for success in the IT industry. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next episode. Have a great day. Hey, it's Jennifer Tribe from Avic, back to tell you about that special offer. First, what is Avic? Avic is network management for MSPs. Our cloud-based software gives you full visibility and control of network infrastructure, things like your client switches, routers, firewalls, and access points. Integrate it with an endpoint RMM system, and you have complete control of a client's IT environment. With features like real-time network mapping and inventory, automated network monitoring that works right out of the box, and automated config backup and restore, Avic is the most efficient and profitable way for MSPs to manage network infrastructure. But don't just take my word for it. This is what Martin Hines of BCS has to say about us. He's one of our MSP partners in the UK.
The biggest cost to any business is a staff and for us the engineering resource. So we want to make sure that for every hour we're spending supporting a client, we're getting the most out of it. All because a tool has saved us so much in terms of engineering resource that we are a more profitable organization. Want to know more? Sign up for a free demo at avic.com slash tubtalk. And when you subscribe, your first month is free. That's right, one month free on any Avic subscription if you sign up for a free demo using the link avic.com slash tubtalk. That's A-U-V as in Victor, I-K. This offer expires November 30th, 2018, so don't wait. Go to avic.com slash tubtalk today and sign up for your demo.